Scott with Leading Edge Archery. Going to have a fun show today. Got a guest. That's going to be a lot of fun talking with. She's a champion. You heard it, Jason? The champ. She is the champ. Um, She's already blushing. <laughs> exactly. We're going to take a little different route, different spin this week. We are going to be talking with a young lady who shoots uh, the ASA Pro-Am circuit um, and also participates in indoor pretty much everything that she can shoot a bow at. She's shooting. But her heart and passion lies in 3D, and uh, she went out this past, what, two weeks ago, I think it was, and, and just dropped some monster scores on the court, and uh, won. And she's shooting currently the high school open female division, and uh, so I'm going to introduce the illustrious Kenna Stevens. Bridger Deaton's replacement. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you all for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So we're going to yell at her right off the bat. So you have to talk a little loud. Oh, gosh. Sorry. She's very timid. Outside <laughs> voice, Kenna. Outside voice. Yeah, we're going to give her a ton of crap in here today. Anyways, no, we wanted to talk with her. You know, give you all the listener. A lot of you all are amateurs. I mean, let's be honest, probably 90% of our listeners. So give you a good perspective on what it takes to win at that level. Um, you know, Kenna definitely is on her way. I think she wants to shoot professionally. I think she's going to get there pretty quick. So, uh, Jason's sneezing. I'm just calling you out, bro. I've got the, that Bud Light virus. Oh, the Bud Light virus. <laughs> <laughs> Jason just got back from... Salt Lake City. Yeah. So I was sitting in a... My airplane was the size of, like Ron White said, it was the size of a pack of gum <laughs> packed with people. No so kidding. All that recycled air. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I was out in Salt Lake City with the, uh, the Parrot team. Uh, yeah. Getting ready for Pan American Championships at the end of the month. Yeah, so that's cool. Do you have well, fun? Oh yeah, it was a blast. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about that a little bit too. So yeah. I think we're gonna talk to Kenna first and talk about her experiences. You know, kind of how she got into archery. You know, what she's doing now with the sport. I'm gonna brag on her. I coach her. So hey, um, no, but this, she's definitely one of the up and comers. So uh, Kenna, did you have fun shooting this pack two weeks ago? I did. Um, it was definitely an eye opener for me. Yeah, exactly. Well, and even you just, so it was almost back-to-back. -back. Before that, you went to Vegas. Yes, sir. Shot Open Female Championship Division. Yes, sir, that's which, correct. Which you didn't want to do. I didn't. Um, <laughs> that rattled my brain. It was super, super um, just scary, I yeah. guess, for lack oh, of a yeah. better word. Yeah. Um, the well, you're, first shoot, you're shooting with your idols, essentially. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, going up there. there. <laughs> 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 going up there and shooting next to... Emily McCarthy and Alexis Ruiz, I was shaking the whole time. Yeah. Um, the third day was way better for me, though. Yeah, once you got the jitters out. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, we had a tough time. Me and her father talked about this long and hard, and 
You know, I, I'm just a big advocate, and you know, this is why I wish Bridger was here because, man, he he would uh, be chiming in differently about <laughs> how how I manage our staff to get to where they want to be. And I'm I'm just a firm believer you shooting you shoot the division where you're going to end up if you're competent enough to do it. Um, not saying you jump in there, you know, and you're not shooting scores near where you should be, but hey, uh, you only get better shooting against the best. I'm just convinced of that. Um, yeah, you can win at the junior level, and you know the cub level whatever it's called cadets and stuff but you know i'm gonna be honest i couldn't name you I, like i'll give you an example i told bridger this all the time i had no idea who he was until he won the world cup you know but yeah. how many and he'd won how many junior national championships I and mean, it was ridiculous i had no idea who he was until i shot against him and even <laughs> then i remember coming back and telling you guys yeah you asked me how i did in texas shootout and i said no oh, i lost my first match well who'd you shoot against some guy bridger Deaton, <laughs> like Bridger Deaton. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that supposed to mean something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a world, he just won a World Cup. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's all cool, Bridger. Now, yeah, exactly. I no, know who but, you are, but Bridger and I, yeah, he he thinks you should win at the lower levels, and I agree with that. Also, but you know, we sent Ken out on a mission to go ahead and shoot against the big girls in Vegas. <laughs> so, and you did pretty good. I mean, you finished in the top fifty percent of the class. Am I yes, correct? sir. Yeah, and that's a big feat. I mean, and I thought you shot pretty solid. Um, the first two days I was definitely struggling, um, but the third day just everything came together and I shot my uh, my highest competition score for yeah. Vegas faces at least. Yeah, so. that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and I watched you kind of settle in as the tournament progressed. You know, I think the coolest thing was you, there's really no pressure. Right. I mean, there's not. I mean, you, you shoot high school open or what, I don't know what the class is at Vegas, but if you would have shot in the class you probably were supposed to from an age perspective, there's an expectation to win. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then you go there with no expectation to win. I mean, heck, it's, yeah, other than the nerves of shooting with your idols. I mean, hey, just shooting your bow now. <laughs> no, and it was, it was cool to watch because I thought she shot outstanding um, shooting up there with some of the best. Yeah, I mean, you get, you get a lot of cool practice here. Before you go up to Vegas, you get to shoot league here every night. We shoot Vegas, mm -hmm. um, get to beat up on the, the shooters here. <laughs> so when you get there, you do you feel pretty prepared for it? Um, I thought I did. Yeah. So the league that we shoot here on Tuesdays, it definitely helped me tremendously because shooting against the Keiths and oh, yeah. um, Bridger especially, yep. um, my nerves were a little bit easier to handle. All right. Um, but... Yeah, it's still it was, Vegas. It's still Vegas, yes, sir. <laughs> right. No, just, you know, and she's being a little uh, humble, but Kenna shoots on our Tuesday night league. We shoot a Vegas shoot-down league, kind of like the Lancaster Classic. Um, it's a round-robin tournament going into after qualifications, and she is literally in the semifinals, finals, just about every week. We call her the Keith Killer. <laughs> we have Keith Schnell, who we're going to have on later, Keith uh he finished. I think he won his flight, one of his flights, and he, he shot. Did. Yeah, he shot near the upper end of the flights too. Yep. He was he was on fire in Vegas, but yeah, Keith Schnell, Keith Mott, they they're really accomplished shooters, and she just hammers them week <laughs> in and week out. I think you lost to Keith for the first time in a long time last week. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, he was so happy about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and then she shoots against Bridger, you know, in those in that shoot down. So Jason's right. I mean, it's a great – we do it as a tune-up to shoot against some of these big tournaments when you get there to help manage nerves. And even though it's league, we still – it's still in the finals against, you know, arguably some of the best shooters around Texas at least. Yeah, we treat it seriously too. I mean, it is pretty laid back and whatnot, but – when it's time to shoot, it's time to shoot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, if you make it to the finals, I'm 
I make you go to the middle lane, shoot next to each yeah. other, and turn the radio off and everything. And I just want to put as much pressure. You, you know, we we need to put out a PA system out there with a oh, little yeah. announcer that calls every shot. Yeah, and do ten, alternating ten. shots. Yeah, nine, <laughs> nine, <laughs> exactly. Five. So, so no, it was cool. I mean, I think that prepared you for Foley, quite frankly, because um, I know you went there and just shot, shot your butt off, right? I mean, um, I did. I, so the first day, I actually shot with uh, the Women's Known 40 course mm-hmm. because I went up there a day, a day early, um, and just everything was working. I honestly can't tell you what I was doing differently that day. Right. Um, and then the second day, it was a little tough to uh, to make everything just flow. Right. Uh, and everybody said that they were kind of struggling with that course right. that day. But I don't know. I went up there and was just shooting my bow, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize when you get to that, and whenever you shoot at the pro-am level, it takes two good days. It's easy to shoot one day good, but it's hard to string two days together. Yes, sir. Um, and so it's uh, that's always one of the, I think, the biggest challenges because some days you have it, sometimes you don't. You know, we talked about that a lot. But um, I'm going to take a step back, come back to Foley. We'll go full circle. But I want to talk about archery and how you got into it. I want to go over that. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, but Ken has only been shooting a year and a half now. Uh, competitively it'll be well yes sir competitively yeah competitively a year and a half and shooting a bow for how long now it'll be two years next month two years next month so she has rapidly ascended that but i want to talk about you know what got you into archery i mean what happened how'd that happen so when i was young i grew up on a fairly big ranch and so we always my dad was a ranch manager so my sister and i were always taught to shoot with long-range rifles so we didn't get the opportunity to shoot archery uh, and then whenever we moved up into the hill country, we sort of got to shoot a little more. Um, mm-hmm. But my sister got drawn for a TYHP hunt, and it was bows only. Um, and my dad had gotten me a bow when I was probably six years old, but I was too little to draw it. So whenever I saw my sister shooting, I told my dad, hey, can I go get my bow and try it? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he helped me, and uh, he sent me to the Kerrville 4-H club, so I went to one practice in January of 2018 and then one more practice in February and just kind of didn't really care how I was doing. Uh, and then I went to my first actual competition in April and that was the first time I was shooting at a paper face. I'd only been shooting at block targets right. um, and ended up winning my division. So whenever my dad found out, well, maybe she's actually kind of good at this. Um, he did a solid three days of looking online to find any archery shop that he think he thought would help me improve. And we ended up finding y'all. And so whenever we came into the shop, we just so happened to be able to catch you at a not super busy time. Right. Um, and so you watched me shoot for, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes yeah. and decided that I was something that you would like to take it under your wing so <laughs> right. so that's basically it yeah so you would that year you had won that 4-h shoot right yes, started sir. out in 4-h yeah she came walking in here was crazy on um, with a diamond infinite edge <laughs> yes sir um, great bow i mean great starter bow but uh yeah it's not it wasn't the bow i mean once again this was kind of proof that you can shoot whatever you want if you're good at it 100 percent. yeah you can win um and it was just her form i mean you had her shoulder alignment was like perfect. Her arm slot was perfect. Her grip was perfect. Her release was perfect. I, I will have to selfishly say that it was going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to have to do a whole heck of a lot of coaching, and that was cool. But 
Listening to all these perfects, I quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of us don't have that. No. I mean, and I, I told her father this, and I'm a firm believer in it. You know, you look at guys like Levi, you know, and Levi's a very strong Christian. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's not shy about it. Um, you know, I'm gonna, I talk about a guy that also shoots with us. His name is Glenn Brazell. Um, you know, Bridger is another one, too. There are certain things that I think that are bestowed upon us, and I think God picks you to do something, and archery is it. I mean, it's for you. It's for those other people that I just mentioned and named. You know, the rest of us mere mortals have to go and work our tail off to be decent, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Get reminded every day yeah, that I'm exactly. just a human. <laughs> exactly. And, and Kenna just had it. You know, yeah. I told her father, I mean, this girl's, she meant to shoot a bow, period. Um, because you're not, you don't get that kind of uh, talent or that kind of natural ability just by watching YouTube. And I have not, you didn't watch YouTube or anything to learn how to shoot, did you? No, sir. No. I mean, you nobody ever really taught you. You just kind of picked it up and shot it. So, well, I will give my dad credit. He, um, when I was shooting 4-H, he, he was doing his best to coach me. Um, not, I'm not going to say that he did it the right way necessarily because coming from a uh, from a rifle standpoint right i was taught to inhale and um, pull the trigger slow and so that's how i shot my bow um but he he helped me a ton well yeah and your dad does a lot of coaching with you now even yes sir he you know and he's he's awesome because you're his so her dad is like a sponge he sits behind me and he listens and listens and listens and then he takes that back I think and reemphasizes everything that I talk about. So he's he's actually an incredible individual. I wanted him to sit in on this, but Kenna wouldn't. <laughs> so sorry, Ty, your daughter trumped you on that one. Better luck next time. Yeah, exactly. Because I want you know it was cool because I mean to talk about it from a parent standpoint, I think it would be kind of neat. Yeah, maybe for another show. Another yeah, time. we can do the parents of archery. Yeah, there you go. Gosh, yeah, that would be fun. Um, but no, you, so anyways, you know, she came in and she shot and, and like I said, I asked her dad, I'll never forget. I said, so what hobbies does she have? And I always ask that question because the toughest thing for any, I think, archery coach or archery team is that we're, we battle the football, baseball, basketball, volleyball type deal. You know, they're all the traditional mainstream sports that a lot of kids play. And, um, you know, Kenna didn't do any of that. And I thought, oh my gosh. No, Kenna's got the worst hobby possible, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> She bakes cookies. Yeah, oh, that yeah. too. Yeah, so well, let's, go talk, <laughs> let's go chase that squirrel. So that means we're going to see a squirrel and well, chase it. Right. <laughs> okay, so talk about that. I mean, when we met her, you had a cookie company, correct? Yes, sir. Still do? Um, Sort of. Sort of. I, I really just make stuff for friends when they ask. Gotcha. So you make high-end cookies, though. These just aren't like Chips Ahoy. No, yes, sir. <laughs> They're, they take several days to make. Really? Yes, sir. Really? So this is not just put in the oven and cook them. Oh no, it's no. Um, days of drying and all this stuff. But so you did weddings, I'm assuming. Yes, sir. I actually did a. I did several graduations. Um, I did. I did a few bridal showers, mostly just friends asking for stuff though. Yeah. Um, I actually ended up selling a bunch of stuff in a store, and then got busy with archery. Yeah. So I had to stop doing that, but. Yeah, she she does them even for a couple of our customers now. Yeah. Yes, sir. So they, people that are listening, if they want to help support Kenna and her archery career, <laughs> <laughs> cookies, high quality cookies. Yeah. Eat your heart well, out, Girl Scouts. It's, it's awesome because Brian Lindavazo, one of our customers, and he's an incredible man. He does all of our cooking at our events. Um, has you make the llama cookies? Yes, sir. For the children in Peru, I think it is. Yes, sir. I believe so. They go do mission trips up there. Yeah. Yeah, that that's really cool too because it's um and he comes in about every I think two to three months and makes you gets you to make a couple dozen. 
and they're they're the coolest looking cookies. I wish we could show them. <laughs> video, but anyways. Okay, so we chase that squirrel. But yeah, so she's pretty entrepreneurial, anyways. But now you have this bad habit of shooting a bow, right? <laughs> Which is taking a front seat to the cookie company. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I, I uh, it was an amazing thing because I, she didn't have any other hobbies, and I looked at her father and I told him, I said, my daughter, if she was my daughter, she'd be shooting the bow because this is her thing. Um, and man, for a coach, it's the best thing ever because I don't have to fight the baseball schedule or the football mm-hmm. schedule. Um, just got to make her a better archer. And, um, and a lot of that probably, I mean, there's definitely some technique that you've learned, definitely. Oh, yes, sir. Um, course management, of course. And we're going to talk through some of that stuff here shortly. But um, most of it had been you just teaching you the finer points of archery because this girl, she was good right out of the box, <laughs> believe me. I wish all of them were that easy. Yeah. Make my life easier. Um, but no. Um, but she went right into shooting, though. So we got you. I think your first bow was what uh, we put you in? Um, was you my gave old bow. Me, yes, sir. It was your old Prime uh, uh, V2, yeah, STX V2. STX V2. Yeah, she shot my teal one. She loved the color. Yes. Don't lie. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the bow. No. Uh, well, at that point, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I didn't know if it felt good or felt horrible. Right. But it right. ended up feeling really good. Yeah. And you shot it really well. Yes, sir. I shot that for quite a while, actually. So we, we started out shooting indoor, because I think you started in yes, August. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I started right at the end of 3D season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was shooting that bow for two weeks, sure. and you sent me to the Coleman Classic in 2019. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went there and then started indoor with that bow. Yeah. So, I, yeah, we did. We took her to the Classic in Coleman, yep. Alabama. How, many, how long have you been shooting? Two months? Uh, two months at that point. Yeah, I actually called her dad and said, just let me take her. <laughs> I wanted to experience it right away, and it's been like history ever since. Yes, sir. A lot of fun? Yes. Yeah, it was fun. Well, it was so awesome because I sit in the back seat because I don't drive. <laughs> Nobody will let me drive. Shut up, Jason. Well, you, were you asleep or awake? Well, I was asleep most of the time. Okay. I think I, I was counting. I think he took eight naps. <laughs> no, I, I let him drive us to the restaurant the other night. Yeah. I was afraid. <laughs> that I was going to end up worse than I already am. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I'm a horrible driver. I'm not afraid to admit that. I hate driving with a passion. Um, so, yes, I love to sleep and wake up and be there. But, uh, yeah, me and Kenneth sat in the back seat. And I'm not kidding. I, if you said five words, I'd crap. <laughs> you, you didn't say a word. You sat there with the headphones in. Yeah, I think you read much. a little bit. Watched me sleep. I mean, mm-hmm. it was pretty. She was terrified, I think. Anyway, she was but, extremely shy when she first came. Oh, shop. absolutely. And it was cool because Couldn't her, get her, to talk. her parents trusted me to take her halfway across the country, which was awesome after a couple of months and let her experience. I think, you know, I knew because I knew she was going to love it. I knew she was going to be hooked. And uh, she was. So anyways, you went from the prime STX after that. We put you in what boat? Do you remember? Um, I believe it was the ritual. 35. 35. Yeah. Or yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think it was a 35. It was an elite bow. No, it was a Ritual 33. That was a green one. Oh, yep. yes, sir. You're yeah, correct. so we actually put you in that bow, what, a week before Indoor Nationals? Uh, no, you're mistaken. It was uh, roughly 12 hours before Indoor no, Nationals. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's the leading edge way. <laughs> Jason's laughing. No, if you're going to make a change, might as well make it right before going to a tournament. <laughs> exactly. That is our way. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I can't remember what happened, but I know you were struggling with something. So we put you in that uh, Ritual 33. It was like a hunting bow. Mm-hmm. It was. And yep. you went up there and which, what place did you get in that one? Um, I think th- it was either second, second or third. Second or third, yeah. Yes, it was one of the two, second or third. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. but um, And you hurt your shoulder on the way up there. Yeah. I did, yeah. yes. That was funny. Funny story. Don't reach around for a Yeti cooler 
that weighs like 55 pounds in the back of the SUV. She's dying laughing. I would not recommend that. No. no. And try to pull it. With one arm. With one arm. Yeah. Yeah. Your shoulder usually doesn't like that too much. Right? Not to mention, we had signed up, because all us three plus Cody Serber, um, remember we'd sign up for shooting back-to-back that day. Oh, yeah. We shot yeah. 60 in the morning, took an hour break, shot so another 60. 60, yeah. With, oh, that's murderers row yeah. when you do that. Oh, yeah. We had, I think, 20 minutes to get dinner and then went yeah. right back to shooting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That stinks. But anyway, she shot good. I mean, so it's a testament to your skill set. I mean, she got, like I said, second place. Not I think she's ever going to lay that bow down. But, well, actually, you took a little Surprise. break because of your shoulder. Yes, sir. Yeah, shoulder. She actually really did hurt it pretty good. I mean, it was a, it was a tough one to manage, mm-hmm. um, which actually took you out of the bow because the draw cycle, it's a hunting bow. I mean, it was, right. a, it was a little rough. It was very aggressive. Yeah, crazy aggressive, but you shot it well. And then from there, you went into the prime CT5? Um, well, so we actually, we were testing out a Hoyt. Uh, I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, it was a Hyper Edge. Hyper Edge. Hyper Edge, that's right, yeah. Um, I shot that for three four weeks yeah. and just wasn't jiving with that bow right. and so that's when we went to the ct5 yeah went to the prime ct5 which i knew she could handle but once again it was the color it was teal it was teal yes yeah so she loved the color i don't know i don't think she cared about the bow but no you should then you shot that for the rest of the year basically yes sir i shot that for shot six that months bow really well i mean really well um I mean, you place pretty high up in most tournaments you shot with that thing. and Yes, sir. So I won um, state champion for Texas and shooter, shooter of the year. year. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, and then I went to Metropolis, and I think I placed roughly top 10 in almost every pro-am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she shot She shot amazing with it. You know, I'm, the reason I'm talking through this is to talk about the progression, I think, of a new archer getting into equipment. Um, because I think the toughest thing I, I made you do was lay that bow down. It was. I was going insane. Yeah, she loved that bow, and I knew she did. But, you know, the Prime platform is really good for new archers. I really like that bow for someone who's just getting in the sport. It's um, You can take the holding weight down to nothing. Um, And you can get it up there pretty good, but being a limb stop bow, sometimes it's tough. And even the cable stops... You know, it's just a more of a non-traditional target bow. And she, well, I mean, heck, and I think six-inch brace height with that. That's what shocked me is how yeah. well you shot it at that brace. Um, but she shot some monster scores with it. And then um, this year, put you in what? You want to talk about that one? The Revel XL. That's the, love, that's the love-hate, right? Yes, it is. You <laughs> hate to love it. <laughs> I do, yeah. But uh, we tried the result for a little while. Yes. And um, didn't jive real well. No results. You know, so one thing that we're finding in the shop, that you know talking about we'll chase another squirrel here but the new target bows for this year um i'll tell you one thing i've learned about the result is the bow doesn't want to be manhandled no no i mean if you're a puller a really hard puller i just don't think that bow is going to jive with you and i don't know why i it's, mean i've looked at it it's a static shooter yeah it is 100 percent. you know you yeah. look at the guys who are really successful with it especially i look at chance for example you know, Chance Bobef is shooting that bow lights out. But if you think about it, Chance sits on his release, and he doesn't care if it takes two and a half minutes. Um, he just puts the pin in the dot and just says, sit there until the release breaks. And mm-hmm. just not a real hard pusher and puller. He knows how to manage his pressures really well. And, you know, a lot of the shot, you know, I coach and teach pulling because I want you, I want dynamic movement. Um, it's, it keeps you aggressive, keeps you in the shot. And, uh that bow just doesn't like it. I mean, you're a puller, right? Right. Yes, Kenna? sir. I mean, you pull hard. She pulls like a freight train, but <laughs> she does. You know, I told her one day, I like coaching her, you know, I want you to pull this bow like you're going to try to t- 
tear the cams off of it. Well, let me tell you, folks. <laughs> she almost tore it up. Yeah, she tried. I think she's bending axles. It's ridiculous how nice. hard she pulls. I mean, crazy. I mean, she's 16 years old or 17. 17. I mean. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, 17. She's 17 year old and got more front weight than I got. I'm a pretty stout dude, too, so. Yeah, you are. Whatever. <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean, and, and so, Jason, you tried it. I tried it. And you're a pooler. Uh, and it just, you know, it, it just didn't have that chemistry yeah and then so i'm looking at a lot of guys in the shop even um even some guys that i talk on the national level that are have tried it um it just doesn't want to be manhandled you know yeah. we got bryce wickliffe is um one of our new sh- he's not a new shooter bryce has been around the game a while some of y'all may know him he's won a lot of tournaments as a young as a youngster and one of the top shooters in the country and bryce is back in the game and shooting that result mm-hmm. oh my gosh dude he is light out with it right now but he is a static no pulling, just let it rip until he lets hold it until it goes. Essentially, yeah, I'm just I'm just curious to see how that bow is going to do in the world archery outdoor world. Yeah, um, battling the wind and all the other elements. Yeah, and stuff when, like you, that. when so you have to pull a little bit, that was one of the reasons why it just didn't. Yeah, it didn't meld with me. Right. So well, we'll see. Yeah. But so, anyways, Kenna, Kenna didn't tried like it. it. No, Kenna tried it. Didn't didn't work with you really well. So I knew the Revel XL was a puller's bow. I mean, for sure. She's actually shooting Bridger Deaton's. Better um, than Bridger. <laughs> <laughs> I would not go that far. Oh, you're shooting pretty darn good right now. Well, he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> exactly. So we could throw him under the bus exactly. all we want. <laughs> um, no, but you're shooting that bow real good. I know you love it. I do love it. But you hate loving it. Yes. Yeah. But you're shooting it good. She is absolutely just killing it with it. Um, what's your favorite thing about it as far as, you know, do you just love the fact you can lean on it as hard as you want? And... Um. So for me, I like having a bow that makes me pull really mm-hmm. hard. And I, I don't know. There's just something about this bow that jives. Yeah. It's, it's just a good bow. Yeah. Aims good. Yes, sir. Is that one of your favorite things of it? It is. And I, so I like having a lot of weight on my stabilizers too. Right. right. And this bow doesn't, like there are some bows that just get heavy way faster. Correct. And with this bow, I don't feel that. So I get to load up. Right. So what are you running on the front and back? Do you know by any chance? Uh, I believe it's 11 on the front and 20 on the back. Yeah. That's (laughs) Exactly. Jason's shaking his head like, whoa. I don't think I even lift that much at the gym. <laughs> exactly. No, you run a lot, of, a lot yeah. of front weight. That's for dang sure. And that's on a 27-inch bar. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So she's running a short bar with that much weight. That's that's getting with the program a little bit. That's no doubt. And I think your holding weight, you're up to around 16 pounds. Uh, no, sir. I, it was 15 for indoor, but we took it down to um, around 12, 12, no, 12 and a half on 3D. Pounds. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Um yeah, so she's uh, she's becoming a seasoned veteran now already. So she's in, you shoot Excel sights, correct? Yes, sir. Get ready to put your new XP on there, the Achieve XP. Yes. I think we're going to do that this week. Um, what, what power lens are you running? A four power lens for four 3D. Four power lens for 3D. Um, what was, do you know how much weight you're pulling? Um, 55 around yeah, there. I think she's pulling 55. And a year ago you were pulling how much? Like 35 yeah, maybe. <laughs> seriously. You know, but I will... I'm Tell dropping this. this mic. I'm stepping in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You sh- you, this is when you get that shirt that says, shoot like a girl. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm getting one. <laughs> cool. well, so we need to get it and say, shoot like Kenna. Shoot like oh, the champ. And then we'll gracious. get we'll get Keith and Keith one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, we got to get it. That would be so funny, bro. Yep. Um, no, but I want to talk about that because we just last week talked about nutrition and fitness. Um, this shop is built around it. We are, you know, we're definitely not. Fat lazy guys. Yes, I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
Um, Kenna, one of the things that we did, I hooked you up with our, our kind of, we have a trainer here that, that shoots a bow, and he's also a physical fitness trainer that we send a lot of clients to, which improves their archery. Do you think that's probably been one of your biggest game changers in the last year? It has. Um, it, it really taught me. Uh, I, I like him because he teaches me how to work out from a shooter standpoint because he does it. And he actually, when he was a young teenager, he broke his back and he went through all these um, trials and he taught himself how he should be teaching other people. So he teaches me how to not hurt myself, which I'm fairly good at. Yeah. So I like, I like that part a lot. Yeah. His name is Jonathan Chernasek. He's, he's really good at what he does. Um, He's definitely a coach's trainer, I call it. Meaning, like you said, he's an educator. Right. So he's helping you manage your body more efficiently and definitely made you stronger. He did. Yeah. Do your jeans even fit you anymore? Actually, no. I have to go and get more. (laughs) I talk to her mom about this all the time. She's she's like crazy. She's got legs for days. I mean, how how long are those suckers? Like 35 inches long? Um, Like 30, we're 36 inch inseam. Yeah, a 36 inch inseam and you're what, five, six, five, seven? Around there. Yeah. (laughs) She's all legs. It is hilarious because I know you've been working out so much. Your thighs are big. <laughs> Not fat, folks. They're getting big and muscular, and they don't fit in your jeans anymore. It's actually quite a funny. <laughs> you having a technical difficulty over there? Jason's got his mic stand like, I don't know, it's all torn up, so now he's just holding it. Yes? Yeah, we're, we're kind of like a poor man's podcast studio. <laughs> and this... Yeah. Your plastic table. table has had enough. Yeah, it's finally done with the... Uh, we got to put some wood, actually, yeah, braces we'll, on top and bottom. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, but so the physical fitness has helped you. I mean, you, what, you put on 20 pounds of draw weight yes, sir. in a year, um, which is... A, that's amazing in itself. And that, that is a game changer for you because it allows us to build you heavier arrows. Heavier arrows are going to be more accurate. They're going to be more forgiving. You don't have to worry about clogged up 12s as much. Um, what are you shooting uh, arrow-wise, by the way? Um, I'm shooting the Black Eagle PS23s. PS23s, yeah. I think we're running, what, 130 in the front of those, 120? Around there, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, so she's got some good grain weight. And um, and shooting that much pounds, I mean, that, that many, it's just it's a game changer for you. And I always tell the women, if you can get in between that 50 and 60, somewhere in there, that'll really change the game for, for the women shooters out there, for sure. So, you know, hook up with a trainer, because I think the proof's in the pudding. This young lady's killing it right now. Um, plus, your mom is kind of like a foodie too she's making you eat good right she is yes my my whole family's always been super athletic and we've we grew up in a gym yeah so we've always been taught yeah so her mother cynthia showed me a picture of her dad ty i don't know when it was i want to say it was a year ago was it a year ago um it was like five years ago yeah so he's gonna get really mad at me for saying this but i don't care um ty stevens he had a shirt off and he was buff bagwell dude i'm talking like that is my dad scott yeah i don't care he was abs for days i was like dang look at this man i'm throwing him he's gonna kill me (laughs) (laughs) no but it's a good thing because i mean you don't get that way without eating right yeah period Right, so I'm actually going to take responsibility for that. So when I was um, seven or eight, I believe, I actually had some medical issues. And so we had to go on this extremely strict diet where it was gluten, dairy, sugar-free. So basically, you could eat chicken and fish and broccoli. Wow. That was was about it. Um, And since I was little, my whole family decided we're just all going to do that. 
so that's what we ended up doing and we ended up eating like that for probably three or four years yeah and with my mom being in the gym and then my dad well, your mom was gym. a trainer correct sort of she she was friends with the trainer okay and she would help people with their nutrition right because so, your mom i know was pretty active in the fitness game yes for a while. she was yeah she would go to the gym I mean, every day. Yeah. So. And I know she, and I, I know when she talked, I, it was funny because when I introduced him to J- Jonathan, um, they kind of put him, your mother especially, put him through an interview process. Oh, I could tell. for sure. Oh, She's yeah. extremely picky. But that was good. I mean, so it, I know they have a, the utmost of confidence in him now. And she's sure. actually working out with Jonathan. She yeah. works out with me now. So. Oh, that's cool. Mother, daughter. Yes. Who's kicking whose butt? Um, sorry, mom, but I outlift her. <laughs> so I know how you feel. Oh gosh, whatever. It's, it's, but you know what? It's important to have that accountability. It is because no, I, I think that accountability goes past anything. Because yeah. I, I feel bad if I can't make it to the gym. It's not just me. I kind of feel like I'm letting you guys down. Yeah, exactly. And I know that I'm not going to hear the end of it for the rest of the week. Right. Exactly. And vice versa. So yep. that no. accountability that you have with your mom is going to go a long ways. Yeah. Plus, it's cool. You get to work out with your mom. It is. So I started off working out with my sister, um, and she actually ended up going to college. So mom took her place. I yeah. I can't work out by myself. It does not go well. Oh, so you have to. You're a, a social workout queen, yes. kind of. You have to be around some people. That's a good thing. I mean, I some people can't do the self starter thing or the do it on their own. You. That's why trainers are in business. To be yeah. honest, I mean, they they wouldn't exist. That's cool. So, anyways, you're back. So, you're at 55 pounds. Once again, that's, a, that's a unbelievable that you can do that. Um, what release are you shooting now? I shoot the Scott Ascent. Yeah, she's been, you've been pretty steady on that. So, the one thing you haven't done, which everyone else in the shop does, is shoot 20 different releases in a year. Right. Um, I. <laughs> what? Did you hear Jason whistling? What was that? <laughs> what did we just talk about an hour ago? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, Jason's We're a whole other story. Swapping out. Yeah. Back to Canada. Oh, um, I have shot that release for around nine months now, and I actually have two of them in yeah. case one of them breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, yeah, that's the only release that I'll shoot at this moment in time. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's a good one for sure. Um, and what's cool about it, for people who don't know, you can take that ascent, you can control the time it takes to get to the clicker, and then you can control the time after the click and how aggressive or how weak you want the shot to be. So I don't care what kind of shooter you are. If you're a puller and you're going to pull forever, um, you can make it go off slow. And if you want it to go fire, as soon as a click hits, you can adjust it that way. And that's why I, I'm a big advocate of that release for that reason. Because, you know, you get these other releases, and you know, I'm not going to name them. But, and it's not that they're bad, because they're great. Um, but, you know, 10,000, 6,000 clickers just depends on what you get. And then, heck, sometimes you just get one hot, sometimes you get one slow. Yeah. You know, and you get you know that, Jay. I mean, you've been through some of that, too, with hinges. I have. And you know, you get one that hangs up just a little bit longer. That can mess up your whole shot routine. Yeah, I shot the HBC for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I felt really good with it. And then I decided I was going to change to uh, I forget what the name of it is. It's, it's a Scott the Longhorn Pro. No, advantage. the really light one. Oh yeah, the Advantage. The Advantage. Yeah. Um, and it just, I mean, the the shots felt great. It was a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but for some reason, it just felt too light in my hand. Yeah, uh, I felt like if I pulled hard enough, I was gonna break the release in half. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I decided I need to go back to to something bigger, and that's why I'm shooting that massive blade. Gotcha. Um, hey, I wanted you to talk a little bit about the transition between indoor and 3D, because I know the one thing that we do here, I want you to talk about, you know, shooting a dot versus a pin, because you do both independently, correct? Yes, sir. What do you like about shooting the dot on indoor? Um. 
so when I first started shooting, I was actually shooting my 3D setup for indoor. Right. Uh, in this past year, I started shooting a dot. Uh, well, actually, when I went to Vegas, I switched to a ring, which yeah. helped incredibly. Right. Um, I have really bad target panic, I guess. Um, so me shooting. We a, don't say that word. <laughs> it's it's performance excitement. Isn't that what George calls it now? Is uh, it the new one? Jeff. Jeff Greer from uh, Music City Archery. Yeah. We're talking about that. Oh, and he said, you know what? Okay. We call it performance and performance anxiety. anxiety because that's what it is. All right. Yeah. So, so anyways, um, you were saying well, I, you had a little bit of the yes. anxiety. Yips. I have to I have to be able to see what I'm shooting at. Right. So when I was shooting at Vegas Faces, I was holding like in the nine or eight ring mm -hmm. and just adjusting and it was not working. So yeah when we were getting ready to go to Vegas, you actually helped me and um, yeah, that that actually helped, which yeah. I was uh, not You know what's about. funny, I will, I will not take credit for that. That was your father. So oh, I don't oh, know yeah, where he's, right. you know, her dad is definitely the internet bandit. Um, he had read somewhere about the framing rings. I used to shoot a framing ring with a dot so I could do what I call double aim. I could frame the yellow with a black dot so I can keep it in the middle. And it gave my, my, my brain a chance to look at two different reference points. And um, when he suggested it, I thought, you know, what the heck, let's try it. I mean, it can't hurt. And I was shocked. Actually, you shoot one without a middle dot, correct? Yes, sir. So you I, just frame only. Yes. I actually, when I'm looking, I can't really see it. I can see the light hit it while I'm uh -huh. getting to my target. And then after that, it just kind of goes blank. Yeah. So I really like it. And actually, you're just staring at the middle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It completely shuts my brain off. So, you know, it's funny. You, you, you um, it, that's what makes it so awesome because it's a very relaxed, uh, very less stressful, no stress shot right. process when it comes to aiming. Which I put a ton of stress on myself, <laughs> like even just practice. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's funny. And I, I remember one day me and Cody Serber were in here one day and, I think Cody or me or somebody, we had changed out our lenses and we didn't have a dot on it. We we're getting ready to start league. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And um, so we, I think Cody shot a full round um, with no dot. All he did was center his scope around the, just basically stared at the middle at the dot, centering his scope around the, the ring um, and shot like a 97. I think a 297 with a missed three, which was a testament to if you're looking at the middle, you can hit the middle. Yeah. Um, and not have to worry about that reference of that little tiny pin trying to stay in the X. That's hard. I, I'm a big advocate of the dots um, for indoor and for USAT because it allows you to aim safe. It, it lets the brain relax a little bit. Because I always have a saying, if you take a circle, let's say a two-inch circle, mm -hmm. and you get a 19,000th pin or a 10,000th that some of these guys shoot, and you're trying to hold that thing in the middle of a two-inch circle yeah. or an inch circle, that is not easy. That creates a ton of stress in the brain because if you start to move that dot 16th of an inch, 18th of an inch outside of center on the 3 or 9 o'clock side, let's say, or even up and down, you start to freak out. Mm -hmm. And I think it causes that old performance anxiety issue. <laughs> and you end up missing bigger. And you end up, yeah, because then you're concentrating on the pin, and if that pin happens to break outside, that's where that arrow's going because yeah. that's what we're looking at. And I've always thought that, you know, when you go to a bigger dot, and I shoot a big dot, an enormous dot, I make the entire yellow go bye-bye. I don't mm -hmm. want to see it. As long as I'm seeing red, Scott's good. Yeah. And then as soon as I start seeing a little bit of gold, it's kind of like a quarter moon. You know, I'm starting to go, ooh, this is going to be bad. Um, but what it allows me to do is to maintain just covering the yellow. I'm not trying to maintain covering the X or keeping the dot in the middle. 
it allows my brain to shoot a much more relaxed shot process. It's so less stressful. Um, a lot of our shooters are doing that now. I know Keith Shell, he just got back from uh, shooting a state tournament after Vegas, but was setting up his bow for 3D, and he's, it was unbelievable. He tried to force himself to shoot his pin in indoor for the indoor net for the uh, state indoor tournament, and he couldn't do it. He says, my gosh, I'm, I'm losing my, my mind. He was so stressed out. He said it was so hard. So, you know, if listeners out there, give it a try. You get these dots, just a main dot, or do what Kenna does, which is a framing ring. She's framing the yellow, essentially, and staring at the middle. And I think that's got a little bit to do with your rifle days. Yes, sir. Personally. Um, but it works for her. And, it's, you know, and she would have never known it. And props to your father for, for bringing that up and making us helping us try that out because I, I'd forgotten about it, to be honest with you. So pretty cool. Um, what's your favorite discipline? You've shot them all now, haven't you? You have not shot field archery. Have I you? haven't, no, sir. No, you're going to get addicted to that. I've been told yeah, several times. You like to shoot your bow. Yes. And you shoot a lot of arrows in the field. So I think you're going to get hyper addicted. But out of, right now, out of everything you've shot, what's your favorite? Definitely ASA. ASA. That's you like shooting where my animals? heart is. Foam animals? Yes, sir. Yeah. What's your least favorite? Mm, I don't know. I'm I'm going to have to say indoor just because that's not my strong suit. Yeah. But, I mean, the biggest shoot, I love that. But everything else just does not go. What about NFAA 5 spot? Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's a, it's brutal. Is that why you're not going to indoor nationals next week? Exactly. <laughs> you will not see me shoot five spots if mm, I can help it. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's It's brutal. 60 so years. league tomorrow is five spots. Yeah, that we're doing so we can get, get rid of Kenna quick. Now, I will see you all next week. <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, you're definitely a foam shooter. You like shooting that foam. Um, you know, what's uh, when it comes to that... You know, we've talked a lot about this. So I'm going to let her explain because, you know, something that we, her and I do almost every tournament is um, kind of keeps copious notes on her shooting. Um, so talk a little bit about that, how you do it, what you do. So I actually have a book that I cannot tell you where I got it from. My dad actually got it for me. Mm-hmm. And it has little pictures of the foam inserts. Mm-hmm. So it has the 12 rings and all of the stuff. And then below it, it has where you can write the yardages, um, how um, how the wind was blowing, where you were shooting, all this stuff. Um, and so I write down literally everything I can. And um, it, it actually helped tremendously. I didn't think it would. I thought it was just going to be something for me to go look back on when I was older. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever we're done, when I go and say, hey, this is how I shot... Um, I think it's really cool that Scott can come to me and say, I think you left X amount of points on the field if you had just done this. So it helps me throughout the season be able to shoot to my tendencies. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's one of the biggest things. I'll tell you, folks, if, you don't, uh, if you're not taking notes and you're a new archer, you want to get good at this game, it's something you need to do. I think I've, I've heard that Nathan Brooks, for example, shoots for elite. Um, even to this day, and he's been shooting professionally for over 20 years, you know, he takes notes. On every target every time he goes to a certain event and that's what we're looking for as a coach I will tell you I'm looking for tendencies I know last year before the state tournament we had talked a lot about you shooting upper 12s the entire day yes sir um, it's how you won state honestly um, Kenna has a tendency to drop out the bottom and I'm an advocate of if you have a problem doing that tendency wise and you need to be shooting upper 12s worst case scenario you shoot low you get what a 10 10 yes and sir the difference between a 10, a 12, and an 8 is a four-point swing, and that's where a lot of people are just leaving points on the board when their aim is so hard at those lower 12s, knowing that if they miss, they're going to miss low. We all have a 
a tendency to shoot high, low, right, left. And you need to, we need to manage our shooting to that. And that's really a difference maker. I mean, it's probably, like I said, you won state last year because of that. I mean, you aimed at how many upper 12s out of 30 targets? I went for every single upper 12 except for two, I two. believe, out of yeah. 30 targets. Out of 30. So you shot 28 uppers last year. And that's a tough one to do because we get roped into that lowers because we, you know, they're gimmies. You ain't got to call them. Um, and if you can learn to shoot those uppers, I think that's what the difference maker when you get to the next level. Um, you've got to be able to shoot them effectively and hit them. Because, you know, once you get to the higher levels, and, you know, I can speak for – even the senior guys and Bridger, if he was sitting here, he'd definitely tell you, you know, those lower 12s get clogged up quick. Yes, sir. Real quick. And when they do, you are, you got to, you got to shoot them. I mean, honestly. So this is me being a, a little ignorant to ASA. Sure. What happens if you shoot an upper 12 and you don't call it? You get a 10. You get a 10. Oh, yeah. that's very unfair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Yeah, it kind of stinks. Well, well, here's what's worse. You call an upper 12 and you make a bad shot and you get the lower. Huh. And you get a 10. You don't get the lower. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I look at it this way. If you're aiming, it's a five-inch circle Mm -hmm. with the uppers and lowers, you know, on the far edges. If you call an upper and hit the lower, you made one really, really bad shot. Because that's a four, that's basically a a three-and-a-half-inch mistake. What do you get if you miss by four inches on a gold face? What's that? 10 to an 8? Uh, yeah. Probably. Maybe Depending on the 8, yardage. 9 line. Yeah, seriously. And this is, so you get pun- you get penalized for it. Mm-hmm. At least we still maintain a 10. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. That's why the scores are 40 up. Yeah. 35 up. I mean, these guys just... I mean, it's basically a two-point difference. It is. Between this, the same for you guys and for us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, either way. Um, but yeah, but here's the difference. You ain't got to call your medals. No. They're just expected. <laughs> They're just expected. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's cool. So you've become a whole lot better at managing the course. I believe so. Yeah. But then the funny thing is you quit. I mean, last year's season ended on shooting uppers. And then we had a discussion before Foley with Scott. Coach Scott said, what? Shoot at every upper. Yep. And Kenna went there and won it shooting at what? Every lower. Yep. She didn't listen to coach. <laughs> but I no. But, you know, honestly, I wanted to talk about this because that's cool that you got hot. You got on a hot streak, and you were hitting them all. And what we always say, man, you go for it until you until you don't have it no more. And you hit about a, a ton of them, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she didn't listen to me. I tried to. I really did. Did you? <laughs> yeah, whatever. I heard about the one target. The one target that oh, that made that, my how heart. How far happy. was that? Thirty. It was a thirty-eight yard chamois. No, 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 no. It was a thirty-eight yard uh, warthog. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was a yeah. warthog. And leaning, and leaning to make it worse. Yep. So a 38-yard warthog, <laughs> listeners, so for those of you who shoot ASA 3D, you probably will be like, okay, she's she's not smart. I almost said the bad word. Um, 38-yard warthog leaning towards her, which means the 12-ring was like an oval instead of a circle, and she decided to aim hard at the low 12. And you got what? A 12. Yeah, you donutted it, I heard? Yes, sir. Yeah, that doesn't happen every time. Trust me. <laughs> I feel like that was a pretty dangerous weekend, though. It gave me well, way too much confidence in lower 12s. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. So there's a good thing to think about. Um, it gave you a ton of confidence, right? When you hit that one, that's a tough target. I mean, th- for those of you listening, when you shoot the warthog, there's kind of an unwritten rule in ASA with warthogs and panthers. You never, ever shoot lowers, ever. 
the the distance between the lower 12 and the 8 is about an inch and a half and on the top side of the upper 12 and the 8 is about four inches so you got a lot more room to play with yes you went up to the lower though but you know it's a good testament to you you just had it that day you know some days you get it you just have it right yes sir you just felt like you couldn't miss could you Honestly, yeah. <laughs> That's a darn good feeling, though, isn't it? It is. It, yeah. it, it's different. You just on a roll. Yeah. So she experienced that, and I think it's important because I tell you, these tournaments are hard to win. You're shooting against the best in the country, um, and you've got to just be able to string two great days together. And you just got to have it. Um, and the pros will tell you that. I mean, trying to accomplish and have it over multiple days is what makes the difference, I think, between the pros and the amateurs, honestly. So you got a chance to experience it, and that's awesome. Which brings me to my next question. You know, so Kenna goes and wins that tournament, and um, it's funny because they come back and they're all freaking out about what she's going to do next. Because you're shooting the high school division, which I totally didn't want you to do. I'm aware. And you would have won the K women's K40. Yes, sir. And you, because you shot the same course, I did. And you would have won that one easily, and would have I think known you would have also maybe won the men's or placed top five. Uh, third in known. Men's known, yeah. She would have podiumed on men's known 40 on the same because it was the same course mm -hmm. again. And I, you know, stretch at five more yards if you shoot around that same score, you would have either won or podiumed in women's K45, yes, sir. Yeah, so you're, yeah, whatever. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about this later. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I just don't think if don't, it makes you feel better, I did not expect to shoot that well. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, so there's a confidence thing we got to talk about now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's coming. More coaching notes. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, so honestly, um, you, know, you, you all came back and were a little bit freaked out because of what do you do now? You know, do right. you go to shoot women's known 40, which is basically shooting the same course you shoot now? Um, you know, you got more competition, yes, but are you, you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, because I know where I want you. I mean, where are you guys heading right now? So... My problem is, so I actually started off shooting known 40, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have a problem with it, but uh, going to high school division helped me, I guess, give a give my face a name, Yeah. Um, just because so many pros go and watch high school girls shoot all the right. time, so that helped a lot, but this year I really don't have anywhere to go, so if I wanted to move out of high school, going to known 40 would be it'd be okay. I would have more competition. I would right. have to shoot higher scores. But at, like what after that, then known 45. Right. And then if I go, it, you can class out of known 45. Yeah. So there's nothing to really go to after that. Right. So my, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on that at the moment. Yeah, you do. You just want to say <laughs> it. I want to drag it out of her. Do it. Do it. <laughs> well, you know, we had this discussion. Her dad was talking about, hey, let's just put her in unknown class in the state level tournaments and let her shoot, you know, women's known and 40 or 45 at the pro am level. Um, that's insane. You can't do that. It's just too, your brain is operating in two different functions at right. that point. Um, and what Ken is kind of getting to, and I'll tell you, we've had this discussion with, I think, Crystal and with Linda. Um, I've had it with tons of other women pros. You know, there's just nowhere for you all to go after this unless you want to go learn how to judge yardage and you know i'm going to tell you my two cents on that um kara kaylee um gosh who else is in it i mean uh emily mccarthy mm -hmm. um sharon wallace they've got a 10 to 12 year head start on you and right for you to learn how to judge targets in a year two three years um to get competitive with them 
It's it's this. I'm gonna tell you, it's impossible. It is. It really is. It really is. I mean, they just have such a head start, um, and that's the problem. I mean, you just don't. And this is where I think the sport's got to really take a look at itself and where it's going to evolve. The younger generation, your age, and I've talked to Ella Fisher about this this weekend. Mm-hmm. Ella's one of the top female shooters around the state and nationally. Um, um, this past weekend, I'm talking to her parents about it, and there's just no place to go. They don't want to, you know, y'all don't want to judge yardage. It's a non-needed skill set anymore. Um, so if you don't have the base learning the skill set at a young age, like in high school or middle school, why are we doing this? I mean, you know, and, you know, I, I hear this, the, the, I hear the powers to be talking about there's no room, there's no, not enough comp- competitive women to have a known women's pro division. That's horse poopy. Um, the reason you don't have them is because you don't have it. Right. Um, they said the same thing about the men, and within a year, it was the second largest class behind Bowhunter in ASA. Yep. And now it is the largest class, I believe, in ASA. So now you have a ton of international shooters oh, coming down to absolutely. shoot. Absolutely. And I, you know, and if you remember when Paige and Linda were on the show, we talked about it. They yep. said, if there's a women's pro division, they're there. And I think you pick up every, and I, for the first time, um, you know, was it Toya? Did she shoot this weekend? Or no, Tanya Jensen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Shot yeah. Foley. Now, Tanya is a top, what, probably, Jason, you know, she's top five, maybe number one yeah, in the world right now. Top behind ten. Sarah Priel. She, she's top ten. She's top ten maybe for top sure. Five. Could be. Yeah, she's up there, but Tanya can shoot. She shot women's K45 and just oh, obliterated the field. 22 up in one day or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah just obliterated the field. And honestly... You know, the pretty soon the women K forty five amateurs are going to go. Whoa, time out! How? Yeah. Why do we got to deal with this woman pro? And, and you know, and Tanya won. I don't know. Did you know how much money she won? I don't know. It was, sir. It, was it wasn't a bad day. There's there's mm-hmm. quite a few women in K forty five, and um, I think you may see. You know, I think it would be cool if Paige and Linda and Tanya and mm-hmm. Sarah Pruels and we get some of these top level shooters come over and shoot women's K forty five. They're going to own the class. Um, that's going to be the driver, I think, to get this women's pro. It's going to be the necessary evil. It is. It's going to have to happen. Because the amateurs are going to start complaining about that, yeah. which is going to force them to create that, that women's pro class. And that's exactly what happened with the guys. Yeah. You know, the guy amateurs 100%. were like, wait a minute. Now, I'm not shooting against Schlosser and, and Stefan Hansen every week. This is crazy. And Jesse, um, we got to get separation. These guys shoot for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, I still, I'm a welder. <laughs> with five kids and yep. I gotta go and I, I don't get to practice like that you know and but want to compete at a high level so anyways you know right now for you are, are you kind of like just waiting and seeing what's going to happen and basically yes sir yeah I would l- really like to see ASA come out with a women's known pro just because yeah. I know um actually several of the girls that I was shooting with had a conversation about that like where do we go because yeah. several of us um we would be classing out either this year or next yeah. year and we don't want to go shoot the same courses really that we were when we were teenagers. So we, there would be at least nine high school girls that I'm fairly confident could shoot 16 to 20 up every, every shoot, go and shoot known pro. I mean, hands down. So, you know, it's funny and that, you know, and I, I heard some feedback just through the grapevine about Foley and even some of the women known 40, known 45 shooters were talking about y'all high school girls coming up to shoot that class. Well, heck, Ella won known 40, correct? Yes, Ella she did. Ella Fisher won known, women's known 40. And I heard there was some pushback from some of the women that are typically in, you know, shooting at the top of their game that, hey, why don't you go back and shoot high school? 
That's right. your age class. I mean, Ella's like you. She's 16, 17 years old. Uh, I believe she's 16. Yeah, she's, so she's 16 years old. But Ella wants to be like you. She wants to be a, a high-level professional shooter. So she's she's challenging herself by moving up. She is, yeah. Yeah. And um, But, you know, I was talking to her dad about it this past weekend. And it's, what do you do after this? Where are they going to go? And I, I hope that the organizations do the right thing. Because if not, you know, one of the things that I was already thinking that do you switch gears, go into USAT, you know, shoot the shoot the gold dots until ASA, you know, gets off their butt and does the right thing. It needs to happen. Um, I know you would hate that with a passion. Yes. But, you know, you're a good dot shooter. You're I'm average. No, nah, you're better than you think you are. You just don't concentrate on the game. You know, could you imagine if you had that confidence shooting dots as you do 3D? It'd be different, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Jason, what do you think? She'd I think deadly. she'd be great at oh, it. Oh, she'd be great at it. I know she would. You've only done it once. Yeah. We're going to make her do it this again. I, well, this I had a lot of fun. I went to the college station mm-hmm. shootout or whatever. Texas shootout. Uh, yeah. And it was fun, but it just was, I was not in my element. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll get you there. I think we're going to try to get you on it, a little bit. Yeah, it takes a little bit, though. You know, you've. It's you've, a different game. You've got to give it a year. Yeah. Go to the tournaments know the people know the game it'll it'll come learning how to aim seven eight line in a crosswind when you need to hit the middle that's not easy yeah that was the hardest part for me and i was taught while i was there to um like mess with my bubble you can shoot shoot off my bubble shoot off your bubbles that did not work well (laughs) at all so when there's only two ways to do it you either do it that way or you just go ahead and bite the bullet and aim seven eight line or you know get out there and aim aim off yeah and that's what you got to learn i mean heck you heard Paige. She aims seven six line used to, and now she's at eight nine line and hits middle. Yeah, but even yeah. even at that tournament where you went, the wind was really bad. There was people that were aiming at the target next to them to be able to hit where they yeah. were at. Yeah, shooting slower bows. It was bad. Yeah, exactly. But that's the game. I mean, it, you that's something you can learn. And I know if you did, it's kind of like it's kind of like playing the game, aiming lower, upper, lower, adding a half yard, adding a yard and a half on targets to hit lowers when you need to aim safe. Um, it's the same type of a deal. You've learned how to do it, and that's why you're effective, you know, and shooting very well doing it. It's the same way in the USA. But um, so with, what are you going to do next tournament? Have you decided yet? So you only got a weekend. Have you ever registered yet for Benny? Mm, I think so. You maybe. think so? What are you shooting? Um, so oh, you're going to yell at me. Here we go. But I'm going to, I'm trying to, I'm going to stay in the high school division mm-hmm. and maybe go for shooter of the year. <sighs> Um, baby steps, Scott. Baby steps. Oh my God, she's a trophy hunter, Jason. What are we gonna do with her? I'm not. No. Well, let me ask you. She's this. your problem. She, <laughs> she's my. Well, problem. would you rather me go shoot against um, in K40? I want you and to shoot go. The same? I want you to go to K45 and and challenge uh, Jensen. That's what I want you to do. Really? That's... Yeah. You don't think you can beat her? No. Why not? Scott, I shot 26 That's up for battle. two days. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. She's already done. You had. You do not think you're capable of shooting 22 up. Not against a pro. On day huh? one. No, well, hold up. See, in the herein, okay, teaching lesson, listeners. You, you beat Bridger. You're not, wait, hold up. You're not shooting it against Tanya. You're shooting against what? Me. The targets. Exactly. Tanya's just going to throw up a score. Whether well, You ain't going to know what it is because you're going to shoot the same time she is. So you're shooting against who? Me. me. Exactly. <laughs> and so you're going to tell me you've never went on a course and shot 22 up? 20 up? That was uh, one what? time. Oh, oh, who cares? You're there. You're, you did it. And then you were just bragging that yesterday your dad set up a course and you shot 50, right? Known 50. Known yeah. 50 and shot what? Two up. Two up. 
Wow. <laughs> On a K-50? I see a pattern here. Yeah, exactly. Do you see someone not giving herself enough credit? 100%. L- losing it in her head before she even gets on the line? Yep. You can shoot as good as Tanya. I'm telling you. So, anyways, that's my two cents. I will refrain from getting angry online here and on the. On the no, I mean this is this is 3D. This is your world. <laughs> exactly. It'd be a different story if, if we were saying, "Hey, yeah. you go out there and shoot against Linda, senior open against Tanya or Linda or someone, and, and use that." Yeah. It's a little bit different. You're out of your they're, element. They're going to mop it, but you you they're in your element now. This is your world. Exactly. We all just pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So, anyways, you, uh, you, you youngsters out there, take note. Don't be trophy hunters. My goodness, how many can you fit on your mantle? You got a lot now. Oh, please. Oh, come on. She's, Most of them are here, actually. She's gonna, she's gonna yell at me later. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're gonna have to pack up and go to the gym like as yeah, soon as we're done. No kidding. No, I gotta go. See you later. Okay. Um, no, that's cool. But uh, we'll see. We're gonna talk about that. But anyways, uh, it's not a bad thing if you want to go win shooter of the year. Just remember, I will tell you, and I've told you this a thousand times, and I'm a firm believer in this, and I wish Bridger was here because he would tell you. Um, you're going to go through ebbs and flows of archery, um, especially when you're trying to shoot at the level you are, where you're going to be on top of your game at a certain point in time, and then you're going to hit a valley, and you're going to struggle, and you're going to be trying to work through it. Um, archery is all about timing. It is 100% about timing. Being, Making sure you're shooting the right tournaments at the right time when you are peaking to go take advantage um, but I also understand the flip side of it. You know, you don't really have anywhere to go right now. If you do go, let's say you go K forty five and you went out, kind of, right? Then kind I of can't go anywhere. You, I think it would be really cool to jump over and shoot men's known forty five or known fifty. So that my would dad be and I, awesome. my dad and I actually talked about that because there are two women that are shooting in the known fifty. Yeah, and I mean, if I can, if I practice that just on weekends or just at fun shoots, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem going up there because yeah. I. I grew up around grown men, so I can talk to them and hang out with them and right. have no problem. Right. So I think that that'd actually be pretty fun for me. Well, but. honestly, you know, Sarah Lopez did it, Jason, what, about three, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah. She shot Vegas. Yes. And made it to, did she make the shoot off that year? I believe she did. Yeah. She even, well, I think it was an exhibition match, but this last Vegas, she shot against Jesse. Really? Yep. She shot against Jesse in Vegas. She yeah. shot against Mike. Um, at a World Cup. Right. So I think it would be really cool, and I don't know why. I mean, this would be tough, but could you imagine if Tanya and Linda and them, and you could do it, go up and shoot men's known 50 pro. Shooting men's known pro, dude, that would be amazing. I think it would open up some eyes. It's starting over and under. Yeah, no kidding, dude. I'm telling you. I mean, I I wish I could talk Linda doing it. I think... I would rather see Linda. I think Linda shoots. I know Ira Francini. I talked about it. She came over from Italy before yep. before um, going out to Reading. She shot last year at Paris. I would love to see those girls go in and shoot men's known pro instead of shooting the unknown women's division because they just you know they get killed. I mean, it's, we talked about it with them. They hate it from that standpoint. But you know, go shoot the men's. I mean, I guarantee that. I bet, I bet you them two girls would finish top 50 percent of the class probably i mean they can shoot they can hammer you yeah. tell them where to the, you give them the yardage they can aim they're gonna put it there yeah. <laughs> they're gonna put it there anyways so that would be kind of cool if you did decide to do something crazy like that but i agree go for your your high school shooter of the year that'll definitely be a conversation for this coming season yeah yeah i just want i want to make sure that you are maximizing your potential right and making yourself better week in and week out because you're going to probably podium at every dang event this year 
and it's going to get very blasé, very boring. I'm serious. And I know the other reason you love shooting the high school division is you got a lot of friends there, don't you? Well. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, now we're getting into the girly thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, now. Yeah. Uh, don't lie. You have friends that are, quite frankly, over the country right now. That I you do. Sh- that you shoot with. Two, well, yeah. Two of my best friends are from... Um, Alabama and Wisconsin. So. Wisconsin, yeah. Those are those are girls you shoot with. Yes, sir. It'd be kind of hard to leave them, wouldn't it? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so there's the bring them with you. Yeah, exactly. Get them well, girls with you. We actually had that conversation about. Um, I mean, kind of stepping back towards the Vegas side. I told them next year I'm making them shoot the um, championship rounds yeah. with me because why not? Exactly. But well, and also. Who's the other one? Ella and who's the other one around? that's really good. The other one you shoot against? Uh, C. C. Ringel and who's the? Oh, there's, no, there's another one. Little short girl, blonde. I can't remember oh, her name. Oh, uh, Kate McDonald. Kate I believe. McDonald. Yes, sir. You know, could you imagine if you take like those four girls you just named, you and them, and and taking maybe two or three other ones out of the that high school division right now? Y'all could shoot. That would, yeah, that would I be mean, pretty fun. Y'all to go could see. shoot if you all four would kind of just gang up and say, you know, let's go up and just start wrecking these guys. They'd make a known class for oh. for them on their own. Yeah, exactly. Because you all can shoot. I mean, you guys can hammer. And it would be kind of cool. I'd love to see it. I wish I could talk to their parents into doing that. That'd be awesome. Just go up there and shoot known 50 and, you know, men's pro. What the heck? Just go for it. It would be even funnier. She'd be shooting against Cody Serber. Ooh. Oh, you got me now. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That's her nemesis. All right. <laughs> so, anyways. Hey, Kenna, congratulations. Thank you. I don't know how to feel good winning, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah it felt pretty, pretty good. Pretty darn good. Um, got your next one coming up in a week and a half, two weeks. Yes, sir. So good luck up there. Um, we're going to get you shooting some other stuff out here. We're going to kind of switch gears a little bit um, and chime in kind of whenever you okay. want to talk about. I might throw some questions your way anyways. But I want to switch gears and talk to Jason about his trip to Salt Lake. Um, for those of you who don't know, Jason is on a mission right now to make the U.S. Paralympic team for Tokyo this year, correct? Uh, yeah. So – the big, uh, the big goal, the big mission right now is to go to Mexico and earn that spot, right. bring that spot back to the states. Gotcha. So a lot of people have asked me, and so I want to know. Um, you were talking about you have a guy to beat. He's from Brazil, correct? Uh, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple but they're from out of the country, correct? Correct. So how does that correlate to you winning the spot on the U.S. team when they're from out of country? Okay, so World Archery, um, the Paralympic Committee, a lot's. X amount of spots for uh, for men W one and things like that. So the first spot or the first place that we could have earned those spots was in uh, Netherlands last year in World Championships. Gotcha. Um, I didn't get my individual spot, and we weren't able to get a mixed team spot. So now it comes down to what's called a continental qualifier. So the IPC or the Paralympic Committee and World Archery says, "Hey, Americas." Here's one W1 slot to attend the uh, the Tokyo Paralympics. Go ahead and shoot for it. So those other two guys are fighting for the same spot that I am. For their own country. Correct. So if somebody wins from Mexico, that spot goes to Mexico, then he's got to go through his selection procedure so, and get picked for it. So as a country, we, we're not already allotted X amount of spots. No, no, no. Why? That's Be- nuts. Because you have to shoot to earn. Gotcha. Yeah. So each country doesn't doesn't just get spots. Is that so they have the top shooters in the world shooting no matter what? Is yeah. that why? Well, 
at the at the beginning of of the Paralympic or the pre-Paralympic year, they will say, "Hey, we're going to have 30 W1 slots or 30 compound open slots. You guys have to win those spots." Same same thing with the so able body. They Olympics. don't take them off world rankings then. No. no. Same thing with the able body Olympic spots you know how brady earned one spot and then they've got to earn their other spots so so i guess for me what stinks about that is that's not that's really rewarding than someone who happens to get hot for a tournament but may not necessarily have longevity over the year correct um it could be because you could okay so quite frankly you could be number one in the world w1 and not shoot a tournament like this one coming up good and not make that team or not be provided this opportunity to shoot the olympics True. That's that's insane. That's if if you would have not earned the spot at the at a prior at a prior event. Correct. So I mean, like I said, so you could be the smartest kid in class, have be a graduate from MIT, mm-hmm. but not take tests well, and you're not going to participate. Yep. But that's insane. It is. It's crazy. But there is there is other things that can go with it. So, for example, the Turkish guys. Right. They got their spots on a. Uh, on a team, so they got three spots, and one of their shooters happens to be number one in the world. If if he wouldn't have been able to to earn that individual spot, mm-hmm. well, his country already has three W one spots, and let's say that there's five of them. Well, now he can go and fight for that spot in between his teammates. That's between his teammates in the country. Yeah. Gotcha. So okay. just because you have those how, spots doesn't mean that you're automatically going. How many do we have? The U S. For my division, yeah, zero. So there, we have no W one shooters. Well, no, it's myself um, and two other guys that are nationally classified. Like so there's Andre? three of us, like uh, Eric Lindsay that shoots here at the right, shop, right, and Derek Perkins who so, you've met. So what does uh, like uh, Ben, Ben, and, Andre, Matt, all those guys? They they're shoot not W one the compound open. Okay, yeah. so it's a, okay. I got gotcha. you. I see that now. Yep. So I've, I've never understood. And I want to talk a little bit, Chase a Squirrel here, about mm-hmm. the W one classification. Okay. Um, just because, and I, I think I heard somewhere, and I want you to help maybe explain this. But you guys are already in wheelchairs. Yeah. Some of you, like Eric, for example, have even trouble moving your limbs, mm-hmm. meaning your fingers, your hands. You have no feeling in them. Yeah. And then they make they basically are making you shoot. Quite frankly, in my opinion, one of the hardest disciplines there is. No peep sight, no power. Um, it seems like it would be the opposite. They would be letting you shoot whatever in the world you could to make yourself better. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're limiting you when you are already so limited as it is. So, in order to classify W one, you've got to have a lower upper uh, body impairment, such as paralyzed legs, hands. And then they throw in the the core stability. You've got to have right. a lack of balance. Um, and the reason why they why they do this is, as far as I'm concerned, and from what I've I've heard and researched, W1 was the initial wheelchair um, category, and you're allowed to shoot either a compound or a recurve. So they want the compounds set up equally across. So if if you were a W1 and you decided I'm going to shoot a recurve, right then you know we're all equal across the board you're not because the difference between a compound and a recurve is like night and day 100 percent. there is a reason why you have a recurve division and a compound division yep. if we use that mentality then we would have recurves i mean quite frankly brady should be shooting compound because he shoots as good as half the people do yeah i'm just kidding that was a joke no but i mean literally then we would have a one 
open division and shoot whatever you want mm-hmm. with that methodology. That isn't completely crazy. I mean, yeah, do you not have? I mean, I. Oh my God! Do not get me on my soapbox <laughs> of U.S.A. archery because this is the kind of things that just drive me nuts. No, that's not U.S.A. No archery. This is this is it's a world, world archery. archery. Yeah. Okay, well, don't get me on that either because they're even dumber. I mean, it just makes zero sense to me. Yeah. Um, there should be, and quite frankly, are there anybody any wheelchair shooting recurve? Anybody? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. From other countries? Oh yeah. One of them, um, Zara Zara Namati, actually from Iran. She's a she is a able body and Paralympic recurve shooter. How's that possible? She shoots for both of them. Kind of like uh, uh, Simonelli from Italy shoots able body and How's that possible? Uh, para. They're that good. Oh, so but they're shooting in a chair at both. Yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. They're they're electing to shoot to compete. They qualify for those okay. able body teams. I got you. Yep. I got you. Makes, well, Stutzman could do that. Correct. And Stutzman he's done can, it. Yeah. yeah, he can beat half the people out there. I mean, the guy's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. It's, I still think it's not cool that you guys are limited. Yeah. It that's, just it makes no sense to me. That's the way let's, it is. Let's give the able-bodied guys that can stand up and hold our bows up easily every advantage with scopes and levels and power and everything. And let's get a guy in a chair who can't feel and move his right side and paralyzed from the neck down every, or, you know, stirring mm-hmm. him down, but every possible way to make it harder for him. I do not understand that to save my life. Yeah. So, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it sounds harder than it really is. That's crazy. It's really not You're that bad. You're trying to be nice right now <laughs> for ward archery because you have... You no, have, I'm not... You I'm not trying to defend anybody because, you know, I, I would be sitting here advocating for, for different things. Bro, but if you had a peep sight and powered lens, I can promise you your points would go up at least 50. I'd probably be shaking all over the place. No, you wouldn't. But I, I mean, have you, Kenna, have you ever shot a bow with no peep sight? No, I can't no. say that I have. Or, or or no power? It's not easy. You know what's crazy is some of these guys that are out there that are doing that and shooting in the 650s, 70s, and oh, 80s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're incredible. Those are great archers for sure. Yeah, they're good. Um, okay, so anyways, so yeah, go back, go going, back from chasing that squirrel up a tree. Going to Mexico, um, I've got to, I've got to win Mexico in order to bring that spot back, and then our trials start in Arizona three days later. Gosh. So I go to Arizona, shoot Arizona, then I've got to go to Gator Cup and shoot that one, and then SoCal, and shoot that one. Jeez, so. That is a nightmare schedule. That's that's what the the trials are looking like. Right, but you got to shoot those other three to just to keep the spot here in the U.S. for you. No, the spots here in the U.S. But that's in, for example, if nobody else was shooting W one and I'm the only one, right? They can't just automatically say, "Hey, here it is. Here it's it yours. is. You can have it." Right. I have to buy the rules. Compete. Compete in the yeah. uh, in the trials, even if it's out there. Shoot one arrow. Right, I got you. Makes sense. Got to do. So, anyways, Jason, you just got back from Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, you know, just to give you guys an update on his journey, we've talked a little bit about this on the uh, on the podcast so far. But you know, started a pretty intensive weightlifting and training session with him last October. Um, but then got a meg- mega monkey wrench thrown in it in January when he decided to go have gallbladder surgery. Yep. Still butt hurt over that one. And Had to. Uh, lost four weeks, and now we're. Three and weeks. And a half weeks, Two three weeks half. away. <laughs> and I'm a little nervous for you. Um, you just got back from Salt Lake, though. So how'd it go? I mean, did you compete or did you perform at the level you expected? And were you, you ahead of the game, behind the game? What do you think? I'm. So Salt Lake was, was a big wake-up. 
you know it was it was letting me know where i'm at and it's one of those things where you expect the worst but then all of a sudden you go through it and you're like okay that wasn't too bad i'm still i'm still there i still got it um my shooting was not as good as i was back in august yeah but it's still there right. i just i need to work on my endurance a little bit more right um i got to mess with my equipment a little bit here and there but didn't have to too much because you guys have done a hell of a job helping me get everything well, the way it needs to be. Uh, the bigger thing on top of the surgery is losing. We almost, we actually, in theory, we lost almost eight weeks because of those injections you got in your joints. Uh, that was that was three months. December. Yeah. So Jason comes back before we. That actually, the part months. of the re, yeah part of the reason we, we went into weight training is he goes and has Botox injections in his joints, lower extremity joints. Yeah. To help, I guess, control some tremors. Yeah, I was having a really bad involuntary muscle spasticity yeah. in my legs and it was it was getting into my head to the point where it was frustrating me so bad that I was afraid I was going to you know just blow a gasket on someone one day. <laughs> um and I talked to somebody and they said, "Hey, you know, we can do this and this and this." And I I don't really like messing with a lot of medications. So they gave me an option to inject Botox in in my legs and kind of numb the muscles. Everybody said it should work, it should work, it should work. Well, I got that in injection Monday morning, Monday evening. I come and shoot just like normal. Couldn't put you well. Shoot about 150 arrows. Then the next day I shoot again, and then Wednesday I shoot again. And then Saturday morning we were down in McAllen shooting that tournament. Yeah, you didn't finish. I got gassed by the time I was done. Right. So the next day we go and shoot eliminations, and my last two ends I couldn't even draw my bow back. Yeah. So come to find out, a doctor said that because I came home or I came straight to the shop after getting the injections and, and just burned those shoulder muscles, yep. it attracted all those toxins up there and it got lodged in those muscles and numbed them down. So yeah, we talked to one of our doctors that works out with us at the gym and um, we didn't know, and I don't think you're, you knew that Botox does not stay isolated to the region you injected in. Nope. It travels through the bloodstream where it's where your body thinks it needs to be. Yeah. Hence the reason you go out and shoot and put a lot of stress on it. The Botox travels and gets to your shoulders. I think the big problem was it getting into your shoulder joints. Yeah. And then it, it basically atrophies the muscles and your biceps. And yeah, Jason couldn't pull a bow. You couldn't pull 20 pounds. Nope. And you were at 46. I mean, I was, I was pulling back a 60, well, a 60 pound tar, uh, hunting bow. Correct. Yeah. And, and so that was, that was a three month, um, behind you know get behind it and yeah. you were you, you lost three months three months of training three months of not shooting yeah um, but you know it was a it was a blessing in disguise because going in the gym was probably one of the best things i could have done yeah uh, i took my mind off of archery went into working out and then we were just at starting to shoot a bow again when yeah. i had to go have the surgery yeah for um, gallbladder yeah should have left a dang thing in there and just toughed it out yeah but i didn't want to end up in a mexican hospital <laughs> am i right can i just Tough it out. Oh, yeah. Just rub yeah. some dirt on it. It's exactly. Fine. This is coming from the guy who was on the floor with an arm cramp. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, got back uh, or got into into camp with uh, with the rest of the team and got to shooting. I, I did shoot quite a bit. I think probably about uh, 400, 500 arrows this, this last couple of days. Yeah. Um, but the big breakthrough for me was being able to see my, my mental coach and talk to them about yeah. how all this stuff has affected me and coming up with a, with a really solid plan and get my, get my mental game back in, in check. Well, um, don't lie. 
I think something else was breakthrough because you sent me a text with a picture. You got to shoot 3D. He shot 3D, Kevin. Oh, no, oh. we're not going to talk about this. Yeah, we are. He oh. shot Yeah, he shot indoor 3D. The, really? Why was so, I not told about this? I know. I got to share this with the whole staff here. Yeah. Yeah. Ask him about that. How'd you like it, Jason? So on... Uh, I'm going to read his text in a second. <laughs> go ahead and read it. No, it's good. I'm going to let Kenneth see the picture, too. Yeah. Don't tell me you... Don't lie. You loved it, and you know you didn't. It was okay. Whatever. You're so full of it. I'm going to read these texts when I get to it. It's pretty funny. But you did like 3D, right? No, it was it was a lot of fun. So we got done shooting on uh, on Thursday, and the folks from Easton and Hoyt, they host a uh, an indoor league just for fun, and they shoot uh, 15 targets indoor. And my buddy Kevin and I were just sitting there, and we're like, hey, um... Where do we sign up for this? Because we just <laughs> wanted to continue shooting. Right. They're like, no, we'd love to have you guys. I'm like, sweet, let's go do this. And then I look down on my bow, and because I shoot outdoor target, I only have one mark. Yeah, you have no marks. I have my 50-meter mark. That's it. Yeah. So the beginning three targets, I think I sailed two arrows because I was trying to do math. I don't have a sight tape. So my first target was a 38-yard uh, coyote and yeah, I sailed I'm right over it, right it now. and I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go down here anyway the math was seven hash marks on the outside equaled 15 yards so I spent the whole evening doing math doing math, doing math. and having fun <laughs> but one of the coolest targets was a, a 62 yard elk elk the elk target I see because if I missed that I was just gonna quit archery yeah that's a big target um, so yeah, yeah, folks. He, I got a picture. It's a really cool picture of this. And he texts me, "This 3D stuff is kind of fun." I really need to make a sight tape. This guessing sight marks is fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> so you were back in math class. Not just that. I was shooting 3D. Well, Kevin was shooting a recurve, but he had a sight tape. I'm yeah. shooting without a peep, a scope, or, oh, yeah. or a sight tape. So that makes it even tougher. It was a lot of fun, uh, yeah. nonetheless. But you know, at the end of the at the end of the thing, they don't shoot. Um, 12s it was just 10 Tens, eight fives five. and a miss gotcha uh we shot 15 targets two arrows a piece and i think i shot a 178 something like that it's not so bad it was That's pretty out, cool. out of a 200 uh i guess yeah yeah no i don't know it's got to be how many targets was it 15 15 that's a 150 max no 10 i'm pretty sure that's a 300 max? No, that's not true. If it, so they scored it just 10.85? 10.85. And it was 15 targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the max is a 150. They must have been counting 12s. You shot a 170. Mm-mm. But remember, we're shooting two arrows oh, at each target. Oh, at each target. Okay. Oh. So that's a 300 what? then. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a 300. So you got to shoot twice at each target. So it was like shooting 30 targets. Yeah, like shooting 30. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. I was gonna say like that does not add up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, but it was it was a lot of fun. Got to got to hang out with a lot of people. Got to hang out with one of the uh, the warehouse managers for Hoyt. Cool, so cool. Now I know who to call. There you go. Um, the Easton HR uh, rep was running it. Really awesome lady. Um, so anyway, we got to do that on Thursday night, and then came right back to camp the next morning. It was like I told you, it was long days. So what's eight um, to seven? What's the biggest thing you get out of those when you go to those team building events? I mean. I know you guys go there, and you probably get a, just inundated with a ton of information. Um, Honestly, this one was a lot different than really? the previous ones. Uh, when we showed up, George kind of made it 
knowing that this camp was for us and we were going to do what we needed to do. So if you wanted to go out there and just shoot um, distance, you were free to do it. If you wanted right. to go outside and shoot distance, you were free to do it. Uh, but he made himself available to tweak with bows, to do one-on-one -on -one stuff, and then do group stuff. Um, so while we're doing that, we also have one-on-one -on -one meetings with the um, the Olympic nutritionist. So we go in there, and she tells me not to eat, eat burger or, or queso or stuff yeah. like that. Drink more water, definitely. I got yelled at for that. Um, you get your your one-on-one -on -one times with the uh, the sports psychologist, right? So get to come up with a good mental plan um and then we played with a lot of little gadgets like the mantis um yeah thing you put on your on your bow and it tracks where you're holding and what you're doing some of the guys got to go in and play with the high-speed cameras um and see their bow just frame by frame during the shot that's cool um so yeah and then we got to uh pretty much talk to each other see right. where everybody's at what mm -hmm. everybody's doing got to see all the new bows that everybody's switching to or not right. switching to right um, arrow setups and then we had a couple of uh, interesting classes in, in preparation for climate and nutrition for Mexico and the upcoming uh, USAT tournament series yeah um, and then trying some some prototype products for uh, for Tokyo the big the big thing with the para team is uh, a lot of us can't control body temperature. Right. So they're really, really focused on cooling techniques for Tokyo because it's going to be really hot. Um, so we're trying on different uh, ice vests. Can we shoot with these vests? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Things like that. So we're trying did, to get ahead of the... Did you guys actually me. use one? Did you try it? It was freezing out there. Yeah, I tried <laughs> it for about 15 seconds. So it was already cold enough. Yeah. I was definitely not in Texas. So is it what is it like a vest that they freeze or you know, like a gel in it? No, it's a it's a compression vest um, because they want they want everything to stay close to your body, obviously. Yeah. But they take frozen ice packs and just shove them in there. Yeah, so gotcha. very flattering vests. Oh, I bet they are. Yeah, they are I looked good. I looked really svelte. <laughs> but but yeah, so we we got to do all that and then you know mess with with equipment with chairs and yeah. sitting positions stuff like that so. how'd you shoot sitting down <laughs> oh god no. I, I i i i'd be lying if i if i would say that i'm 100 percent pleased yeah. um but i know that i've got work to do um i shot well um i, I still have it in, from where i left off last year so right. i know that i still remember how to shoot well you you don't want to be peaking right now. No. You know, I always tell people, you know, you never want to be on top of your game before a tournament. I mean, you want to peak at the tournament. You want to be moving in the right direction. Exactly. Um, but, man, if you have nowhere to go when you get to the tournament, man, it gets scary. Yeah. I mean, I'd never want to be, like, shooting lights out before I go hit the course. Mm -hmm. um, I want that to happen out there. So I, I think you're going to be fine on that from that regard. Um, what about uh, what George would Riles have to say? I mean, about set up stuff for you. Nothing, honestly. Um, mm. Found my bow to, excuse me, be in pretty good shape. Yeah. Um, the only thing that they recommended was a, a couple of little tuning techniques, and we've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, do a I, know, bit I know you talked a little bit about mass weight. I mean, I'm surprised that they – let me ask you a question. Do they think that the mass weight's an issue for you because you're in a chair? I mean, it's probably one of the biggest variables for chair guys. No, because some – Not realizing what you're doing in the gym, because I can tell you right now, folks – when it's he does true it's yeah desist, whatever desist. Yeah, well, he's 
weight's not an issue for you. No, it's it's different because of stability. Stability yeah. and a different muscle group, but you'd be surprised like some of the some of the open compound guys in chairs that have a little bit of their trunk stability. Right. Um, even a couple more levels than I do. They've they're running ten to fifteen on the front, yeah. twenty five on the back. Yeah. Uh, with some bigger you bows. Know, like Ben and Andre, they run yeah. big weight. Yeah, Andre actually went down really? on his weight. But the one thing that was recommended is, you know, if, if you're going to take weight off your bars, take it off, but put it on the on the riser. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It 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 takes that that weight from being at the ends and maybe making it a little unstable and just put it on the riser. It'll still be there. It'll still hold your your bow stable. Yeah. So I fortunately didn't have to do any of that. Yeah. Um, the weight on everything was was good. Um, for, uh, forgiveness was one thing that, that was, uh, talked to, uh, do a little bit of creep tuning, a little bit of torque tuning, just, right. just forgiveness on those, on those bad shots. Yeah. Um, gotcha. so yeah, and what else? I know they talked to you about something else that you don't want to talk about. I have a horrible release. <laughs> yeah. It's called punching. Yeah. Well, you are the master. Kenna, he got, he got yelled at. <laughs> It needs to go need off to when I tell five. it to go off. I need to high off. five George when I see him next time. It needs to go off when I tell it to go off, not when it wants to, okay? Yeah, there you go. That's his mentality. Yeah, so no, my, my, my big thing was not punch my release and not sit there and wait 10 seconds for a perfect shot. Yeah. You know, if it's in the gold. Get the shot off. Yeah, get it off. Yeah. So no, We're going to work on that in the next two weeks for yeah. sure. That'll be, that's, um, that's what's cool about these camps. You get a chance to go there. Um, you're getting a different perspective, so it's just not my eyeballs looking at it all the time. And then we you can come back and we can actually put some of that stuff into action, mm-hmm. um, work through it over the next couple of weeks and see if it helps improve your game. Yeah. And that's what it's all about is improvement. Yeah, so my homework after the camp was to build that endurance. Yeah. Um, make sure I get my, my arrow count up and, right. and not be completely gassed after after a, a full round. Right. Is it going to be hot in Mexico? Man, last year was kind of tricky. It was hot when we qualified, and then the it weather got cold. changed. I remember that. Yeah. You guys getting cold and windy. Yep, it got cold and windy. And you froze. You're surrounded by mountains. Oh my God. Right now, I was looking at the temperatures in Monterey's in 84, 85. What? Up to 89. Um, and then the next couple of days, it'll drop down into the 60s. So right now, there's... So it's kind of like Texas weather right now. <laughs> well, except that it's highs in the 80s, lows in the low 60s. Yeah. So we're highs in the 70s going down to 50. Yeah. So. You're going to love it. No, yeah, I can't wait. The hotter, the better for me. Yeah, I know. I don't like the cold. I'm a wuss. Yeah. I'm not afraid to admit it. Kenna's over there laughing. Trying not to I, I love the like warm weather. That's where I live. Absolutely. My mom's like 60 is literally freezing to her. So <laughs> I agree with That's that. Awesome. I want to keep it in like the mid-70s to low yeah. 80s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even that might be a little chilly. When it gets 50, 60, it gets too cold. How can people live in that? Yeah, I know. You sure you're not a Canadian? <laughs> exactly. Freaking Canadians, man. Jason's married to one, so he knows. Yeah. <laughs> She's always excited about eight feet of snow. I know. Who does that? I remember. It's just weird. Funny story. The first time I couldn't feel my legs was we were walking to the Parliament building in, in Ottawa, and it was negative 35 and then there was a wind chill. Mm-hmm. And we're just walking along, and I just, I froze. Yeah. I could not feel my legs. Well, 
And Courtney comes back and she says, you just got to push through it. <laughs> I, I, I can't. No. I, I wanted to cry, but the tears were freezing into my face. Well, Bridger sent us a darn text today. So for those of you, were, the reason Bridger's not here, he's actually up he got fired. north. <laughs> <laughs> he's up north in Iowa, and he got invited by his good buddy Rod White, which we're going to get Rod on the the podcast one day. Rod is mm-hmm. actually an Olympian. I think he's, Does he get a gold medal or silver? I know he's got some medals to his name. Um, but anyways, Rod is he's up there helping Rod, and they are – cutting and shooting lanes at a, on a big uh, ranch project they're working on. Yeah. Setting stands and all that stuff. And Jason, I think it was you that sent the picture of the guys ice fishing. Was it you? No. Somebody sent a picture of people ice fishing. And, oh, I know it was. It was on Keith Snell. Keith Snell, one of our guys, sent him a picture because they know he's gone of ice fishing guys. And he actually says, yeah, the one thing I miss greatly about Iowa, ice fishing. I was like, Wow. That guy has lost his marbles. Fishing was meant to be done in the ocean. water. (laughs) Yeah, not... In the ocean and in the heat. Yeah, there's no way. Bridger says, first year in my life I haven't been ice fishing. Makes me more sad than anything. I don't get that. I'm sorry for you, bro. No, bro. I can think of a whole lot better things to do than ice fish. Sorry. And I love fishing. Not on the ice. No. I can't can't see how much. (laughs) No. No way. So, anyways, um, so you had a good camp though, and yeah, you're pretty excited. Yeah, yeah. Are you getting nervous? Camp was good. Um, nerves are good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one. I'm I'm just spitting out stuff that I talked to someone about. No, ner- nerves are good. Just letting me know that it means yeah something to me. Right. Um, it's a lot of pressure because I'm the only one going out there for this one spot. Right. Um, so you only got to shoot beat yourself essentially. Exactly. Well, George told me the 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 exact same thing that you told kenna we're sitting there talking at dinner the other night and i said man i just got to go over there and just beat this one guy he said no you just got to go over there and beat the 10 ring <laughs> that's, that's it and yeah that's that's all i got to do yeah i got to go over there and how shoot many, the best how, how many arrows you got to shoot that in this tournament 72 for qualification so the way that it'll work is more than likely we'll shoot a 72 qualifier um and then the first whoever places first in the qualifier will get a first round by mm-hmm. and then the other two guys will shoot and then whoever wins will shoot against that first round gotcha so you do go down you go into a shoot off format correct so essentially you got to go down there and make about 100 great shots yeah 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 I'm, so i'm a real big deal on that i, I think if you make 100 great shots your score is going to be yeah 72 error qualifier the uh the elimination matches are five ends of three right um honestly the biggest thing for me is is getting on that big stage and it happened to me last year in in monterey Mm -hmm. when you get there and you're shooting for a for a medal everybody's around you yeah like you've got cameras on you oh yeah you've got people watching you you've got everybody and then you've got that one guy my nemesis ten (laughs) five (laughs) on the mic thank you thank you for letting everyone know i suck we know you yeah exactly well, so, and that's why, like, when you shot Outdoor Nationals, you know, Jason set a world record at uh, at Outdoor Nationals last year. And I walked over, I think, two or three times and mm-hmm. left you alone. I didn't say a word to you. Yeah. Other than that, I just went over and did a thumbs up, and you said, yep, and I walked away. Thumbs up. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you hate that, don't you, Kenna? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I sometimes go over and check up on Kenna, and she's laughing and giggling like crazy on the course. I know she's got a really good day. Yeah, but then sometimes she'll give you that look of death, like that all women are extremely good at. That 
She's doing it right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will admit, I I have a, I've been told I have RBF, so I can be super super happy, mm-hmm. and I just look super no. mad. You have RBF when you want to, for sure. <laughs> that's true. I'm working on it. I promise. You're working on that. No, but that's it's funny because that's what thing. I mean, a lot of people can get in the head. We had this little girl shooter here this weekend, so we were lucky to host the state S3DA tournament um, here at the shop. And um, little Peyton Kidder, that's Blake Kidder's daughter, and he is our elite rep. Some of you may know him. He's the bearded wonder. Um, he had to leave and go get make some arrows for her because, he, you know, this is an archery guy. Mm-hmm. And his daughter didn't have enough arrows, so he had to leave. He only lives like five miles from the shop. But while he was gone, he said, hey, keep an eye on Peyton for me. I said, okay. So she's scoring, and I'm watching her from afar, and she's dropping hammers. I mean... The middle of her target was so beat up. I don't know how they scored it. And he came back after about, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. And I went up to Peyton one time. And I said, hey, how you doing? She goes, pretty good. I said, you're having a good time, aren't you? She goes, yeah, I'm having fun, you know. And I said, okay, I'm going to keep your dad away. You know, she laughed. And so Blake comes walking in. He's heading straight for the shooting line. I stop him like halfway down. He's like, what? I said, don't go near her. He's like, what do you mean? I said, just stay here and leave your daughter alone because she's hammering right now yeah she ended up winning the tournament shot a oh um, she did yeah she did she shot a 149 out of 150 she dropped one four wow and um won her class in her division and i'm gonna tell you the one thing i told him and i talked about this morning she had the time of her life because she didn't have her dad or a coach no or somebody pressure. breathing down her throat you yeah. know you got to make that shot oh my gosh you got to move your sight five clicks left you know you're missing the x by an eighth of an inch and that's blake mm-hmm. we all know blake <laughs> And uh, she just had fun. She was sitting there. I was watching her from afar, and she was just shooting with her girlfriends, the kids that were there, laughing, giggling. Honestly, I don't think if you asked Peyton, she would even knew what she had shot. And I think Blake even made a comment that she was surprised that she won because she didn't just know. Yeah. Because you believe me, we as parents and coaches will always remind you where your score is. You know, And that's a bad thing. Instead of just saying, hey, go out and make some good shots and have a good time. And that mm-hmm. was a perfect example of a – Young girl, who and, and crazy thing, Peyton has not shot her bow since our last tournament, indoor tournament, which was three months ago, January? four months ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and man, I tell you what, it was it was amazing to watch. It was cool. So, you know, lesson for the parents out there: coaching tip one hundred and one: leave your kids alone. Yeah, just let them do. <laughs> let what them they're doing. do what they do. You know, and you'll be surprised. You know, we we have all have, and I think even at that age, we'll put those internal demons in their head. Yeah. You know, kind of like you said, you got to beat one guy or you know when Kenna I can't go beat Tanya what the heck is that you're not shooting against Tanya you're shooting against yourself you're shooting against yourself and that phone you know or that paper mm-hmm. so yeah that's cool though I'm just good lesson learned hopefully George will get the through your thick skull I'm having a hard time with it hey we're there <laughs> I think it's a getting beat up from two sides is, yeah there you go it's good <laughs> so no kidding we got a game plan yeah, there you go well I'm I'm excited it's gonna be awesome when we go down there um, to watch this guy do his thing and i know after this we're gonna go pound the gym a little bit get mm-hmm. your get your body back in shape a little bit for the next two weeks and shoot your butt off and this was gonna be about 100 about um that's for sure so you know guys tournament season is like in full swing right now oh, i can yeah. feel it i can i was looking at the schedule you know those pan am games are coming up for you the week after that is is basically the same week almost as foley 
I mean, at Foley, but uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, for the pro am side, and then right after the week after that is isn't it the Arizona Cup? Oh no, we land on Monday. And I fly goes, out on Thursday. Yeah, to go to the Cup. So then you got the Arizona Cup going on. There's three big major tournaments like right back to back to back, yeah. and I think it's going to be that way the rest of the year. I mean, well, there's some big events. I get back from Arizona Cup. I'm here for five days, and I fly back to Arizona for a world ranking. For a world ranking, yeah, yep. yeah. So it's archery's getting crazy, that's for sure, and we got a lot of stuff on the plate. I mean, this is kind of like our the ramp up so delta um, miles are going to be on point this yeah, year boy <laughs> <laughs> free flights for vacation exactly later. i guarantee courtney's going to take advantage of those well that's how she's getting to tokyo yeah exactly there you go so anyways um we're excited good luck to all of our shooters good luck to all you all out there if you're listening um you guys are shooting tournaments the outdoor season is in full swing um we hope and wish you the best uh, we're going to be talking a lot about, I think, some of the new uh, upcoming casts we're going to do. I know I want to talk about, you know, tournament strategy, you yes. know, how we prepare, you know, and I want to talk about in detail how we go and approach a tournament, what we're looking to do. We talked a little bit about tendencies today. I think it's an overlooked art. You know, a lot of us can shoot a bow and shoot it well, but we don't manage its course very well. Yeah. Um, and that can be field, 3D, even the ASA USAT. I mean, we talked a little bit about aiming off and and how you manage that game is it is i think shooting the bow probably is what 40 percent of it i think the other probably 20 percent is how you manage a course and then there's a whole big old thing called your brain that you yep. gotta manage after that um, yeah that that mental game I, I was actually talking to nicole our, our sports site i had no idea that men, mental management mental game was was that big in archery no, it's huge. I wish I would have known this two years ago. I think I would have been in a better Dude, spot. But. I can tell you now it's the number one reason why we miss. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Our the bows, um, our abilities, the the equipment, I'm gonna tell you, the equipment and the bows. Wow, that was loud. Uh oh. Virus protection. Somebody's <laughs> trying to hack us. Yeah. But no, the those you look at the bows and the and the equipment and everything in today's age we should be able to hit what we're aiming at almost every time, but our head gets in the way every time. You Remember? can't, you can't help it sometimes. No. You and, can't. and you know, having, having the proper mental training will teach you how to avoid those, those times where, where you'll say, Oh, I just couldn't help it. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You just need to know the strategies on how to get out of your head. Yeah. And let everything just flow. Right. And we're going to talk about that. So, I mean, so maybe for another cast, we definitely want to approach that subject because I think that was probably something that's not talked about a lot in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go into that in extreme detail to talk about, you know, how maybe, especially getting Bridger back in here to talk about how he manages as a pro, how we manage as amateurs, how you manage it as a para guy in your division. Um, those are all skills and techniques that need to be learned. They're, they're not going to come. That's the things that God hasn't given us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's refreshing to talk to pros and say, I freak out. <laughs> I still get nervous. They all do. Yeah. I mean, even Levi Morgan, I've talked to him about it. You know, everybody thinks he's the ice man. He gets nervous. You know, I, I think when you don't get nervous, it's time to go find another game. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah, I guarantee it. So we're going to talk about that and delve into that. So as part of our uh, our ongoing coverage is and to get you make you a better archer especially a better competitor you know and, and then um we just got so much cool stuff we can talk about that's for darn sure so I'm anyways other than that kenna thank you very much for sitting down with us well thank y'all for having me yeah i hope you learned something i talking did to us all of them. i learned jason's going to be shooting asa this year yeah Boy, <laughs> well, we'll talk about that next year <laughs> Yeah, Talk you know, about I wish they need to come out. They have two things they're missing right now: women's pro 
mm-hmm. and they really f- need to get a pair of glass. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? This is my one time I'm going to call them out. Yeah. NFAA, ASA, get with the program. Yeah. You'd have a lot more shooters out there. Well, well not a, a lot, but be more inclusive, guys. Well, here's the thing. Break my heart. Well, and I could tell you, Bridger and I were talking about it. The only course you probably couldn't shoot this year, there's a couple, would be Coleman would be tough because okay. the Coleman's layout is pretty hilly. Yeah. Um, I would say Fort Benning somewhat. There's room for them to do it mm-hmm. down there. They could do it on the road where the on Fort Benning where the, the pro court, not where the pro, where the practice range right. is. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to tell you, Metropolis, gravy. Yeah. It's paved path, some of it. Um, Paris would be easy because of the bike path. Um, I'm trying to think where's the other Well, one. even if, if they made the courses more accommodating for, for uh, wheelchair users, I'm pretty sure the able body guys would appreciate them even oh my gosh. that much more. I, I'm an... You know, shooting the senior class, they you put us on the bike path. You wouldn't have to walk through the mud or no. do all that crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, and then you guys bring your own, your own uh, what aero pullers, aero pullers, basically. Aero agents. So the agents, and they wouldn't have to. You know, there's not, it's not going to be provided. Correct. You know, and I don't know. It's just, I think it would be an easy fix, and I think there's a big, big uh, miss out there with the organizations on supporting that side of archery. It'd be a lot of fun because it's growing. Mm-hmm. The pair. Of, department's growing huge yeah i mean we see it here at least in our shop so yeah anyways get off your butts guys let's do it so other than that thank you all we uh really appreciate you i think we're still jason growing pretty big yeah we're getting there yeah we're getting there um keep ideas coming content you guys are wanting to hear um because we can't think of everything sometimes we sit there and think oh my gosh we're going to talk about this week yeah (laughs) but uh just Please go follow the the LEA podcast page. Throw us some ideas. Send yeah. us a message. Send Scott my personal Instagram messages. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll do our best to to put it out there for you. Absolutely. So until next week, y'all take care. I think we're going to do two this week, Javen. Right? Uh, yeah, we we're going to release this one pretty much immediate, and then get right back on track for Friday. We owe you guys one. We owe so. you guys one exactly. So thank you much. We appreciate you. Y'all take care. I do. It's been no better for